Yo, what's up? This is your boy Joey Burnham. And I'm with your boy Fred Freeze, Fred Frio. Yes, this is Rio. Hey. Everything is grande. grande. Nothing is petito. And we are back with another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I was thinking about Ghost writing the other day. So I'll give you a rundown of what I was thinking about. Let's 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 unpack this. Alright. So I'm a rapping ass nigga. I can rap real good. And I fuck up a lot of bad ass bitches in the hood. No, but seriously. I, I can rap. I'm a rapping ass nigga. But here's the the and you were just talking about it. You were talking about creative hell, living in artistic hell, being surrounded by so many talented MCs that don't have the work ethic to do or don't have the resources to do. But for whatever reason, the talented motherfuckers ain't getting their music out. Yeah. The whack niggas, yeah. They're doing the thing. And that's a whole different conversation right there in itself. But I say that to say this. I'm a talented nigga who ain't reaching out the way I need to be or I'm not getting my music out. I'm not getting the exposure that I need to get. And I could say I could say a lot of things. I could say that I don't work hard enough. I could say that the industry doesn't uh, uh, um, look kindly upon MCs. I can say that the area I'm in is harder to rise from the, the cracks. I can say all that shit. And there's some truth in all of it. What I realized... Is that I don't want to be an artist I had to come to grips with that Like I really don't want to be an artist Because I know I done let a lot of y'all down Like Joseph you can rap When you gonna put an album together And I do want to put an album together But I had to think about it I'm like I don't want to be an artist I really don't I don't want to perform shows I don't want to I'm such an introvert that quite frankly I just want to be a writer Didn't say I didn't want to be a rapper Didn't say I don't But the entertainer I'm too, I'm too That's much That's the key I don't think you want to be an entertainer Yeah I don't want to be you an entertainer you are an artist You're an artist by nature Okay You don't want to be an thank entertainer Thank you Fred yeah. Thank you Thank you Thank you Thank you So let me undo my verbiage Thank you I want to be an artist But I don't want to be an entertainer Yeah I want to write for people I want to spit in a cypher or two I don't mind getting on the intimate stage And sharing my art I am a Put me in a goddamn uh, uh, um, let me paint And let me have my own little situation Where people come to see my art That's yeah. the type of guy I am yeah. Like most artists Most art- artists are deep Reflective Introspective Hermits That really just want to be left alone with their art That, yeah. that describes who I am to a T um, but, but the entertainment part I just don't work hard at the entertainment part I just don't Cause and I, and I felt something was wrong with me I'm saying to myself Nigga if you want to do this shit You need to grind harder And I still do There's no excuse not to grind harder But The way I would shy away from the entertainment It just hit me one day Like I'm not shying away Shying away from it Because I'm Necessarily afraid of it Or because I don't have the chops But it's more about A, a nigga just really ain't passionate about Being an artist Yeah I mean an uh, entertainer Anyway, you get the point I'm making. What, yeah. what say you, Frederick? No, I, I totally agree with that because, you know... It's not for everybody. For it, some people it is, and for some people it isn't. Yeah, because... I'd rather be a ghost-writing-ass nigga who just really raps and has fun on the underground level. And see, that's honestly what has really made this industry what it is over the years anyway. Because really what's happened is most of our favorite songs or whatever, they come from the introverted artist writing group. You know what I mean? And then you got the larger than life personality 
that's able to deliver it. You know what I'm right. saying? Sometimes you have the singer songwriter that does a little of both. But in hip hop, hip hop is kind of skewed everybody's mind because you know they've taken what hip hop was when it started um, and basically flipped it and said that now everybody has to be the singer songwriter or the MC MC or they can't be in the game. Now I'm saying this and a lot of people that follow me and know what I know that I'm ahead, they're like, oh man, you blaspheming. You know you gotta do this and do that. I'm like, look, man, when I that's why I don't take a lot of these beefs and stuff seriously now. Because it's not they're not my people. They're not of me. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like if it's some artistic stuff, when I see Pharaoh Munch and them move, those are artists who happen to also write for other people, who also still paint beautiful pictures themselves mm. who still just do it all they are of the art themselves right but some people are masterful entertainers and they'll have somebody helping them flush out their image so that they can continue to entertain and bring this big exactly sound thing to us and i don't give a fuck about that shit yeah that's it i'm like i, I was i was thinking dr dre never wrote right he's a producer i was thinking like man if i was to be in the rap game what kind of person would i be yeah, and I was, I was going through like the last two weeks. I've been listening to nothing but just straight boom bap. Yeah, DJ Premier, Apollo Brown, Rex, terminology, boom bap ass spitting shit. Yeah, and I and I was thinking to myself, if I was to rap, if I was to make it in the industry or become a professional rapper, whatever the fuck that means, I would be more like them. Yeah, and financially. That can be problematic. Can be. Not always. Yeah. Um. But I, I appeal to that though, because when you fuck with the underground, what you get is niggas making good money, making the music they want to make, who have real fans, and they keep their anonymity. Yeah. That's what underground. That's what allures me and, and attracts me to the underground. Yeah. Because apathy, Rex terminology. Fonte, any uh, uh, LP, name any underground nigga. Yeah. They got the best of, of both worlds. They got the best of all worlds. You know what I mean? So they they have their anonymity because they're underground. Who the fuck knows about them? Yeah. They're making good money because they're doing a lot of fucking shows, which some people don't like doing all those fucking shows. But yeah. they do a lot of fucking shows, so they're making money. They have a fan base, so as much as they might have anonymity, they do have fanfare still. Yeah. But it's the right blend of everything. Whereas when you go popping mainstream, you lose every fucking bit of your anonymity. You make a lot of money, but you're of the people a lot more. And if you're an introvert or a hermit, that shit will drive you batshit crazy. Not saying that that underground lifestyle won't do it, but it does it less. Yeah. So. If I have to walk a path because of the type of nigga I am, I'd rather walk that underground path, not only because that's the music I like, not only because that's the way I rap, but it seems like a good work-life balance. Because uh, you don't really have to be fake, pretentious. You don't have to entertain as much. The underground is more like, can are you an artist? Are you good? Okay, we'll pay you. That's all I need. That's I, I just want to show up to work. Do the thing I love and go back home and not have to fight my way through some kind of crazy ass crowd because I'm trying to go back to my cubby hole and be left the fuck alone. It's, and that's why the underground appeals to me. 
And that's really, I mean, that's that's why, you know, people will call me a purist. People will call me a lot of things. But at the end of the day, that's what I care most about. Because when you sit down and think about it, um, like a lot of the, the problem is with the with the mainstream and stuff like that, with the big time entertainers and stuff, they live and die by the sword. Yeah. And you see that with social media and stuff like that. Like you got a mindless crowd. Like, cause music really has become, how do you put it? It's a secondary thing to the to the allure of this star, right? So the star creates an image and he happens to do music. And it's just like, you know, we're gonna talk about Cardi B later. Like, I know a lot of people do birthing videos and they, you know, whatever. They actually film this woman like the Migos did or the offset did this woman having her baby like as far as they put this stuff online now every aspect of Cardi, Ooh, Cardi B yeah every aspect of Cardi B's like like Cardi B was always one of them girls that was on Instagram or whatever like that and doing, and doing that type doing that of type shit of if if you're a pop artist yeah doing that type of shit benefits you that's what I'm saying and that's playing playing laying your life on the, on the table I'm and on the line for all to display and enjoy and to receive as entertainment that's and you gotta be psychologically strong because it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. Because we've like. talked about Mr. West, while we see that, like they said, that okay, now they're saying the office meds, and they saying, I mean, and that's why I tell people, that's that's when you heard me say, if you got somebody near you that love you, and this how you make your money, they gotta rein you in because this is a dangerous world. As you walk in a tightrope, you know what I mean. And I, that's why I said I prefer the underground because. I don't really need to know what Fonte does when he gets home. I just want to hear what he's gonna do on the mic. And exactly. if he and if he and if he's saying I got a charitable project I'm working on, give me a hand. Cool, I'll throw some money your way. Or whatever you doing that you feel like but I every intimate detail, the only time I've ever wanted to check it's in. Not a, it's not a circus. Exactly. It's, it's not, not a, a circus. It's not a place where people scream for attention. Yeah. It's not a pretentious place. Yeah. And I'm sure some people would disagree with us, but in our opinion, because obviously you agree with me, yeah. the underground is just a more real place where it's more about can it's, you rap and less about can you dress, can you match the latest trends, and can you can you uh, uh, um, wear the latest hat? Like is that 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 pop shit is very pretentious and fake and plastic. Yeah, and and it's a it's a look at me show. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I don't give a fuck about having the most read tweet. I don't give a fuck about having the most liked video. I don't give a fuck about none of that social media look my way shit. The only thing I care about is let's go in the studio. Let's out rap the last track that we did. Yep. Let's do something for the culture. And once we get that rush for ourselves and our fans... Hey, I wouldn't even say fans for our for ourselves and the people like us. Yeah. Once we create that thing, let's lock the goddamn studio up and go home. That's it. <laughs> you feel me? That's, That's it. Call me boring. Call me un unentertaining. But shit, hey. I'll accept that title because I'm just a regular nigga. But see that, and, and that's why I said that's why hip hop to me, going back to our original statement, it's always there's been always this divide, and like a lot of people have tried to hold the mainstream character because at one time it was a closer thing when hip hop was, was forced out the main yeah. when hip hop was not allowed in the mainstream. The guys who would have been just your normal artists, like your your artist artist people, they wouldn't have been. They wouldn't have been given an opportunity. 
So these guys had to do everything. When you had men like Big Daddy Kane and stuff like that, he was both. He could do both. You got guys who can do both. But nothing then, wrong with it. Exactly. But then you got guys, and he's still personal about a lot of this stuff. He don't really, you know, he's still just saying he, he's a hell of an entertainer. When they get on stage, Big Daddy Kane dancing and doing a split on you. Yeah. But whereas, like, when you break down, what I'm saying is, at one time, R&B and stuff was pushing hip-hop to the side. So it, there's no way they didn't want you performing nowhere. You had to perform at the punk clubs or at the throwaway clubs. You're at the rough areas. There was, you know, chitlin circuit type stuff. So you didn't have that visibility. So you, it was more so about the craft. You know what I'm saying? And that's what really got you on. Then you move forward and it became more and more about your image, what you, who you represented, what you represent. And there became like cult of personalities that you were building here and there. And this is where it became like traditional music. Because when they were talking about Motown the other day, Smokey Robinson is not only a great artist in his own right. Writer. Writer, but he's one of the greatest damn writers ever. He wrote for everybody. He wrote for everybody. Like they would be sitting in that boardroom, like making a, they had a hit machine. And what they said about Barry Gordy is the reason why Motown really took off Barry Gordy was a writer himself. So he was a music man. Let the music yeah. soothe your mind. Yeah. I hear what that nigga used to say. Yeah, exactly. So, but Barry Gordy was a music man himself. Unlike a lot of labels, a lot of labels were founded by businessmen who wanted a side hustle or guys who want to launder money or diversify their businesses back in the day. So that's how you got labels, right? So they didn't know nothing about music. And so they did things in odd ways. But Barry Gordy and them, they were all music people and they worked behind the scene and they pushed forward their persona people. You know, and you had guys in there writing. Some guys were also persona people like, you know, Smokey and other people were just straight writers. They had straight writers in that room with them just writing it out. Smokes, you know, sitting around, you know, like this smoke filled room, writing all this stuff out, talking about, hey, is this a hit? They sitting at the table saying, is this a hit? And they they put stuff out that kind of way. And that was a, that was always a part of the music industry. Mm-hmm. Hip hop came in with a DIY attitude that everything was you. You know what I'm saying? Like it, the whole image of it is it, it was so personal. Hip hop was so personal. It was about this is this is Fred stuff. But then people ignored the fact that Big Bang Hank had took from Grandmaster Cass notebook and literally said his name. In the verse, he didn't even change it up to say his name because he just needed a rap to say, right? Yeah, yeah. So he took, you know, and, and Cass had a billion raps, and they didn't even settle that past the man dying. It was back and forth to the to the day they died. It was bad blood. And really, this type of thing, that's why when people say, oh, hip-hop, these ghostwriters and everybody, and they trying to shame folk on that, I'm like, man, really, to be honest with you, people, when they hit the mainstream, I don't look at them the same way as I look at other MCs. I don't look at them like a fun. It, it would hurt me, like it would bother me if Fonte said, "This going, dude is right in my rap." Oh, oh, or no, if he said, "See, no, I'm, I'm just showing you the difference." But when somebody says, "This guy's writing Drake's rhyme," I'm like, I don't care. He's McDonald's. Exactly. Don't say he McDonald's. Like I don't really care. I'm like, who cares? That's like Dr. Drake. Hey, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Just to yeah. give an, an an analogy for what you're saying. A nigga ain't surprised when you find out how unhealthy and how manufactured uh, McDonald's food is. But that'll hurt you if a Whole Foods, you found out they got a whole lot of bullshit in their food. Like, the authentic is expected to be authentic. 
and the unreal is is, is expected and i guess i'm using negative terms because i'm not saying all the mainstream and pop is unreal it could be a very real place yeah, i mean but, you got some guys that write that, that happen to go through in mainstream but i just i'm just tired of having like, a discussion online with folks i say this i say this way. and i'm gonna cut you off on purpose because i need to really make this i need to make this clear what i'm saying because i don't want to come off misunderstood and like an asshole to me the underground is mom and pop yeah and with mom and pop you get more heart yeah and there's a lot of reasons why you get that heart but nonetheless you get more heart and generosity and genuineness with the smaller mom and pop shops yep whereas walmart you ain't gonna get that exactly like get your shit and get out the mainstream is walmart the underground is those mom and pop shops where you can go in and they know every customer's name Mm -hmm. and they got good customer service but for the most part as long as their customer service is good and the product you want is there that's pretty much where it begins and ends and that's all you need Mm -hmm. whereas with walmart they concentrate on all kind of numbers and analytics and this customer base wants this and it gets everything gets skewed and the soul is lost that that personal feel is lost and it becomes more about playing to the game and not playing to the individuals and the people and the art and the and, and the and the reason why we started doing this shit exactly so yeah that's how i see this shit uh, well, and, and i mean that's pretty much truth and like i was saying you got guys and i mean i don't want to be whatever because you got guys that are in the mainstream that actually still write or actually do whatever and and that's 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 a given but what really bugs me is the fact that i think people they don't understand hip-hop and i think a lot of people try to hold like they're trying to put hip-hop standards on something the actual underground the actual structural standards on something that has become something else because every form of music has its pop you see what i'm saying has it because what is pop pop is easy to digest pop is your it's your baby food it's your food that like let you get a taste of it let's like oh this is what they doing i get it at that point back in the day it was your gateway drug it allowed you to get into something enough that you could really start digging and start looking for records like now people really don't do that anymore because they're fed music so quick that you don't really get to digest anything so it's just to on to the next song on to the next song on to the and the album culture is dead and all that so when i hear people even when i see a lot of these beefs out here i'm like dude this stuff is all internet stuff this stuff is all meme culture stuff. This stuff is to all do what sell, sell albums. It's the WWE. It's the they're WWE. Li- they're lo- living in the WWE moment. So when somebody comes in and say, "Oh, he writing for him," I'm like, "Dude, don't make me go down the list." Wh- like, whereas if you're on the underground, that stuff happens on the underground too. Yeah, yeah. but nearly not as much. Not, not because at the end of the day, the underground is like, if I make good music, it'll sell. Yeah. Or, or I got my audience. I know my core audience, and I'm doing what I'm doing. Because you got to think about it. You got men like even Kanye West. You know he has. Some I've got, the underground is like yeah. I got a wrench. These people need wrenches. I'm gonna make a good wrench and sell it to you. Exactly. The mainstream is like I got a wrench. You motherfuckers don't know shit about wrenches. I'm gonna put a bow on it. I'm gonna put bells and whistles on it. I'm gonna put all these goddamn distractions on it and sell you some shit that you don't need. And like, what the fuck? Like, this shit is getting too complicated now. What the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Okay, not the best analogy I know. But no, you're correct. But you get what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you're correct. I mean, they, that's it. Their tactics, I, the, the, the mainstream tactics of selling music go beyond hell. 
let's 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 even back up with my analogy. The mainstream will sometimes give you a turd and put bells and whistles. Oh, on. they do that. Cause like, cause every- they'll sell you some shit that sucks or some sh- or some shit, and pretty it up and. But you know, it's all about spectacle. Zombify you into fucking buying it. It's all about spectacle because you gotta remember yeah, the spectacle. Everybody slows down and looks at a car wreck. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a saying in the mainstream that you want to be loved or you want to be hated, but you don't want to be forgotten. I'll be giving the worst analogies in human history. You know what I'm saying? You want to be loved or hated, but you don't want somebody to be like, eh. See what I'm saying? In between. In between. Because, see, the underground will will consistently give you, they'll give you a bunch of in between guys that deliver the mail and just, they may just be your flavor. You know what I mean? And then, whereas mainstream, they either gonna give you a guy who does that's a personality. That's all is because we always talk about this one, the the the, the anatomy of a perfect hip hop group. And the perfect hip hop group throughout history has always been a straight man and a character. The, the, when you got a straight man and a character, or if you got a larger Andre, group, Andre to Big Boy, Andre to Big Boy, you know Pimp C and Bum B. B. You know what I'm saying? You know, the straight men of Eric, those shoot. groups would be Eric, Big Eric Boy and Bumby. Yep, Eric Sermon and uh, Paris Smith. Paris Smith is the, the king the straight, of straight man. man. Yeah. You know, he just straight up whatever. Whereas Eric Sermon, he would do, he's the green. It's got to be, it's got to be like this odd couple. Yeah. Um, comparison parody type deal. Exactly. I don't know what it is or why that is, but where somebody's weak, Somebody else needs to be strong. Well, you're juxtaposing two styles. Yeah. Because so basically, you're not overtaken by the uh, the two guy. Two sides to one coin. Exactly. You're not overtaken by one man's lyricism or the next man's wildness. Like Chuck D, the Flavor Flaves, um, you know, a hype man. Because when you okay, I'm gonna tell you like this to show you the Russell Simmons. He didn't have a clue about it. He didn't want to sign Flavor. He didn't want to sign it. But you had your boy uh, that's been doing all the record producing. I keep forgetting it. Rick Rubin. Rick yeah. Rubin said, this don't work without flavor. Because you got to have for Chuck. got to have some flavor. Exactly. You got to have, you know, Ch- for Chuck's straight delivery, he would be Paris. A lot of people don't know who that rapper is. But he would be Paris. Uh, and Paris is, you know, a militant, you know, thought-provoking rapper on the lines of immortal technique. You know what I'm saying? And these guys are they straight? They to the point. The sorry X. There's a lot of there's a lot of rappers like that, and they straight to the point. No sugarcoated. I'm right at you, right? Mm-hmm. Chuck D. They created like um, when Hank Shock Lee was talking about it. They wanted to create something that was gonna shake up mainstream culture altogether. You had these militant this militant group that was the super villains, the anesthetists of all things that. Like was out about black people at the time. Where you had these shinies, you had Luther Vandross smiling and singing, and everybody was just. But all of a sudden, I fuck your wife, I fuck your bitch. You know I'm about to take her. I fuck the hoe and her asshole right before I manipulate her. Yeah, see, see what I, see what I'm see what I'm trying to say. Uh, but yeah, so that's basically at the end of the day, that's what Chuck D and them were, and Chuck D needed that flavor he was the he was the how do you call it he was the capsule the flavorful capsule the sugary capsule that made people swallow the revolutionary rhetoric you know what i mean just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down and that's it man that's it that's it and so pimp c was the sugar 
Yeah, he was it. Andre was the sugar. That's it. Uh, Eric Sermon was the sugar. Yes, you, you need something to, to to make the medicine go down. Exactly. So, and then the other guys they come in and just hammer you away with the, the with the thought provoking lyrics, the the great constructs and stuff like that. And that's the medicine you need. Exactly. That's the medicine you need. Now, and some of those, even those straight men, they have their character, but they're just more straight. They're more fit for the underground. They were underground type culture people. Because even when you look at Big Boy, a lot of people like Big Boy more than uh, Dre because he released a bunch of albums now. But like, and Dre always said, I think Andre's the better rapper. That's what Dre always said. But my thing is, you know, Andre when he surrounds himself, even when he does these albums, who said that? Uh, 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 um, Andre said Big Boy's the better rapper. Yeah, yeah, he always felt that way. You know, he just always felt like, you know, what I'm saying. And he was just more like just more like just the art guy. That's what he, he said. He's a lyrical guy, but you know, and see that's what see, that's what those dope ass rappers always do, man. Don't ever fall for their shit. That's why I tell people don't ever fall for them. They don't ever accept being good. That's how you know somebody ill. They ill when they don't accept being good. They won't accept it. You stop yeah. chasing it. Yeah, cause you yeah you tell cause when Prince was alive, somebody said, "How does it feel to be the best guitarist in the world?" He said, "Go ask Eric Clapton." You know what I'm saying? That's that's the way Prince was. He would never, he was never out here, like claiming it. And that's why I said, you know. And I always look at Lil Wayne when he was doing the best rapper alive thing. I tell people that was a marketing ploy to make people start paying attention his way. I ain't saying he is or isn't. I don't want to argue with the, the the Wayne stands of the world, but I know what he was doing with that because that's a saying that directly came from Jay Z. The same way Jay Z went after Nas, you know, Wayne had to go ahead and make that claim. You see what I'm saying? So again, I'm gonna say all that to say that you go back and look at what we're saying about the mainstream and how it works to kind of just bring it all home. A lot of people have rolled people like Drake. They rolled other people about, oh man, you got what I, you know, you got ghostwriters. But I can sit here and talk about so many artists that's had ghostwriters over the year, and you chipperly bought their album, including. I'm sorry to tell you this, Kanye has got some ghosts in his attic. There's a lot of them. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, Kids that's, see ghosts a lot of times. Yeah, that, that brings us full circle because you we know? started talking about my monkey ass and how I would rather be an artist and not an entertainer yeah. and how the underground suits an artist more than a, the uh, 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 entertainer, yeah. which an entertainer thing is more of a mainstream thing. So, yeah, yeah I, I would be suited more for the underground because I'm an artist more of an entertainer. And I started talking about from from there. I got into how I just wouldn't mind ghostwriting as well. Yeah, and um, ghosting is not a bad thing. And, and it's ghosting ain't a bad thing. It's, it's, it's a songwriting. songwriting. It's just like I said. It's just a lot of people. Ghosting ain't a bad thing, which leads me into the next point of discussion. I wanted to talk about Cardi B because she just won Album of the Year with Invasion of Privacy. Yeah. Which we know that motherfucker got ghostwriters. Oh, yeah. Because she didn't have some lines in her songs. I'm like, she ain't write that shit down because that line was actually decent. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know she got some ghostwriters. And it's no big deal. Like I you mean, said, Kim that type of person, a, yeah. you expect them to have a ghostwriter. You don't mm-hmm. take any points from a Cardi B having a ghostwriter. Yeah, because Lil' Kim, had, I mean, you know. Because Cardi B now is an industry. Yeah. She's a company. Into She's a, herself Into herself And that company Needs multiple writers Yeah That company needs Multiple producers That You know so Yeah That's 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 what comes With the territory Of being this big 
as a Drake or a Cardi yeah. B. You, yeah. you need a bunch of people to chip in on that. Exactly, because you move beyond just simple artistry. You've become a brand you into become yourself. A brand, because like business. I always told people, that's what. See, people don't want to hear this about Kanye, but like I always tell people, he he knows how to go in a room, pull everything together. I ain't saying that he don't write none of his stuff. I'm just saying that he is not. He's got some other guys. Yeah. And he's, he's always, too big not to. Yeah, he, he's had he's had it over the years, and you could tell even his early cadences. You could tell how much Ryan Fest was influenced. You could tell how much uh, Consequence was influenced. You could tell how much you know different people was influencing a lot of what he was doing, if not flat out writing. And and, he, and even when he comes off and tries to freestyle, he's not a freestyler. He can't even put several words together. But he he knows how to do the onomatopoeia of the sounding yeah onomatopoeia yeah onoma- uh, rapidly rap yeah exactly he knows how to uh, uh, onoma- uh, uh. you yeah. hear him say he'll say that in the rhyme yeah you know when he's kind of heard a nigga say onomatopoeia today how yeah. you how you feel about Curdy b uh winning that album because i got oh i got mixed feelings about it. actually here's winning my album thing. of the year i should say Excuse here's me. my thing the grammys are just flat out shit anyway <laughs> but i mean with with cardi b i'm actually proud of her winning I mean, I knew they weren't going to give it to anybody who I would have, like Rhapsody or anybody like I would like to see win something. She was up for it too, right? Uh, I don't even know what she up for. Okay. I don't even think, you know, because this is the fucking Grammys. I mean, the Grammys don't care about nothing, but are you popular? I want to say the, Victory Lap. Um, I don't even know all the nominees, which I should. I'm on, I'm, I'm slipping but on see, my shit. Like, but Cardi I know B Victory Lap was up for it. I know. And I feel like I feel like Victory Lap should have got it, but it wasn't gonna. Cause like, but, not as many motherfuckers know who Nipsey Hussle is. And this is true. That's what I'm trying to say. At the end of the day, the Grammys is about how popular are you at this moment, wholesale, branding wise. If and she is the most popular woman in music, and she's the first in in well in like hip hop at least. First woman to get album of the year. Yeah, yeah, in hip hop. So. My big thing is, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm cool with that because I got I still have mixed emotions. I, I, I'm like you, Fred. On one side, congratulations, Afro Latina woman. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you got the album of the year. You worked hard. You deserved it. I I I love the fact that you're getting money and fame and success and all your dreams are coming true. So ain't no hating coming yeah. from me at all. And. The Grammys is a popularity contest. Yeah. She won the popularity it's a, contest. That's a dog and pony show. That's she won the dog and pony show. Yeah, I'm happy for you. But on the flip side, on a more intellectual side, you kind of wish a Rhapsody would win it because that puts a different archetype of black woman on display that I feel needs to be seen more than the Cardi B archetype. And see, that's why we need our own shows. See. Hip hop need because the few times that hip hop has tried to have shows like whether it's the hip hop honors or stuff, it always turns into a, a dog and pony show, and you're not really dealing with heads or dealing with people. You're not dealing with the writers and the people that can give you props on that level, and it's not being elevated to the point of a show that would have that kind of interest. You feel me? And that's what we needed because the Grammys have never. I always tell people, Jeff Rotol won the best metal band back in the day over Metallica or something like that. Jeff Rotol with the flute. So I'm like sitting up here like, bruh, I give them no credibility whatsoever. I mean, Winchester Cathedral won over the Beatles, I think. Some weird thing like that. So, I, you know, I don't really 
deal with them. And then the way they deal with rap over the years, how they just lump all rap together. Like 69 boys back in the day could be doing an album and you'll have a serious rap album next to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't gonna create dance categories or something like that. Like, you know, they say, well, the guy's rapping, so he gets to win. I'm like, no, that's that's how you devalue something. You know what I'm saying? That's how you say this is nothing. It, it, you know, it's almost the way you see black people when you say, okay, I see one guy over here, he's shooting up banks, so I got to watch that black guy who's got the suit on or that black guy who just seems to be walking to his car. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like I told you, I ignore the Grammys as a whole. I feel like I'm glad Cardi B won because she's a creature of this world. She's a creature of the pop mainstream world mm-hmm. they're never gonna take a woman like a cardi or like a rhapsody or a gene gray or you know you name it they're never gonna take them seriously because number one they just not gonna get the radio play they're not gonna get known by anybody unless they just do some kind of song some rare song with some up-and-coming white rapper or band and you know what I'm saying? And they're the MC on it. And they're like, oh my God, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get that. She would have against Victory Lap, um, swimming. She went up with up against I'm surprised um, she'd be swimming. Let me see. Um Tease Daytona. Well hell I'd be Nipsey Hustles, um, Victory Lap. Um what's that white boy who just passed away? Uh, uh Mac Miller. Swimming. Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. She went up against those albums. Might even win them against Astro World. Yeah, those are the albums that she beat out, and that's a big deal. I mean, she actually beat up, beat out some popular guys. I'm shocked she beat Mac Miller with him dying and stuff. A lot of times they'll just, you know, they'll give something out because Swimming was a good album, and they actually will give something off as a, a tribute. Nipsey Hustle's a little lesser known. A Daytona is a fucking shot in the dark. Pusha T, yeah, that was a, a, shot a, in the dark. a shot in the dark. So really, at the end of the day, she had the most gravitas. Pusha T, Mac Miller, yeah, Nipsey. So she had they the most gravitas. The in, yeah, she has that grab, most gravitas in that room. Like if you was to ask the average, like casual listener, about any of those albums, really, it's gonna be Cardi B. It's gotta be Cardi B. It's gotta be Cardi. It's. B. It's. I'm not mad because of because of what you said. Yeah. It's a popularity contest. What did you call it? A cat and dog. A, show? Do- a dog and pony. It's a dog and pony show. Yeah. I call it a popularity contest. I'm not mad that Cardi B won. The popularity contest because she was absolutely the most popular. Yeah. Um, so I'm not mad about that. And again, what this means for her life, this is gonna be a moment in time that she remembers forever. She's gonna have a lot of money from this, she's gonna yep. be able to take care of the babies that she's having with mm-hmm. that nigga from the Migos. Mm-hmm. Money, fame, success, happiness, legacy, memories. She's got all that. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for this moment in her life. And again, she won the popularity contest. Now, if you ask me who would I rather have win and who would be a better look for what I feel would be the culture I, I would feel like somebody like Rhapsody not, not saying that she was up for it not saying that she was nominated for it which Rhapsody did on Twitter shoot her some love saying hey congratulations Cardi yada yeah. yada yada yeah. a lot of female rappers shot Cardi B love after she won for album of the year yeah. but I would rather somebody like that win Oh, I would. Too, I'm such I a pro black stickler motherfucker that I'd rather the intelligent black girl win album of the year rhapsody the intelligent black guy never wins album of the year um, seldom i would rather that 
person win because I think that's a bigger look for the culture than for the thought to win. Because let's just keep it a buck. As much as I like Cardi B, she has a thought image. But she has a hood rat image. Well, that's basically. I'm not saying that's what she is, but that's the image and the I, character she plays up. I know, but but see, that's what I'm trying to say. That's 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 basically uh, just like Little Brother did with the menstrual stroke. A lot of hip hop is the modern menstrual show. You know, where you got the Buck stereotype and the Vixen stereotype and the Jezebel stereotype. You see what I'm saying? The Buck stereotype. How could it be? Yes. So you got the, uh, you know, so she plays up that role. Something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Can't stop, don't stop. That was my shit. Oh yeah, that's it. Little I wish brother. little brother would come back out. Yeah, they shit. they need to, but like I said, it's like sample that clearance. Moment is past. Yeah. Well, yeah, sample clearance and all that other stuff, and just kind of getting all the personalities together. But my big thing is, I like I said, I I just, I'm I understand exactly where you're coming from, but that's why I said that's the importance of us forming our own venues, our own events and shows and big upping things like that you know what i'm saying the hip-hop honors they kind of just do pass honor stuff and they do all this other stuff but it's, it's it's still not quite what i want i would love to have something like where you got like a real like vanguard like hip-hop award where it's like you're giving like they know this is for your artistry like this is for the work that you put in and this is like and you do have people's choice like when you actual heads and people actually take a head test almost like a, a, a test to see how much you actually know about something before you can even weigh in and then like actual folks who are in it like the rappers out of control guys on xm or you know folks with dj premiere and all this other, these guys weigh in and they get we get real awards out of that i know that that reminds me what you're yeah. saying reminds me i didn't know that ninth wonder was a member of the grammy board or something to that effect. yeah yeah like the hip-hop portion of the grammy board yeah yeah he is it's like because he's done like ninth wonder has been a a, a good social climber he's worked that, been a, a, a uh, good ambassador of the other of yeah, the he's sport. A good yeah a good ambassador but he only has so much power because it's all about it's all about popularity and clout the grammys is just it's no win in grammys popularity the grammys the grammys is the most irrelevant piece of hardware when it comes to artistry that you can almost get i don't have a problem with the grammys and i'm sure you don't either but again me being a like i was saying earlier me being an artist and not an entertainer me being a, a introvert and not a a very social person the grammys really don't appeal to me because i feel like the most popular doesn't necessarily mean the best exactly i, mean, and I want I, and hell and really the best don't even mean the best because that's subjective that's subjective but yeah. I would like to see more awards given to artistry and thoughtfulness and more of a deep way of expressing yourself through music than to just give it to somebody who's popular. That's important. Not shitting on popularity contests, but I'm just speaking on what I like more. Well, yeah, and that's it. And, and the only thing is, of course, like I said, that's why I said I feel like that needs to be created. There's a space for that. But there is a space for it, and we do have some places. And that's why I say that celebrate, celebrate, you know, artistry and and and, and excellence, you know, and that in that be, lane. There needs to be more of a woman in hip hop type of thing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there needs to be like more people need to do. It. You see what I'm saying? So, and that's that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I that's 
kind of where I stand because like I said I I mean you gotta think about it after Queen Latifah after MC Light after all these other MCs that kind of broke in the game once they found the Jezebel stereotype to really kick off which was Lil Kim and that Jezebel stereotype came in and was telling people that hey I'd rather count a million while she eats my while he eats my pussy and this is like big and them writing the um Burt Bars <laughs> Of course, a nigga gonna say some ratchet, yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah, a nigga and gonna so, say some some harsh shit because that's how yeah. men think. Yeah. So, but hell, but then you got Gangsta Boo who wasn't playing game. But uh, like she, that's how she thought. But uh, yeah, that was so, her whole rap style. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. her whole little rhythm in yeah. her rap style. Uh huh. I'm making money every day, and then your nigga ain't shit. He coming over to my house, and I'm gonna talk on his weight. Yep, yep, yep. So, my thing is. That's when they. She it, was dope though. Yeah, I know she it sounds dope. like I'm mocking her, but Gangsta Boo was dope. Yeah, oh yeah, she yeah, she's one of my my, my favorite my, my favorite. I Gangsta liked Boo. her in that song. How uh, uh, um, I'll call before I come. I won't just topple over out the blue. Ooh, that um Outcast song featuring Gangsta Boo was dope. That oh was man, on. shit, the Killer Mike and LP what, song. What was the name of that album? It's, it was after Equipment Night. Stank on you. Was it? It wasn't Stank on. It probably was Stank on you. Yeah. I know it had the black and white yeah. American flag on it. Yeah, probably it was stank, stank on, on. Stank on. And cause what, I, cause when, cause after I fucked you, I left my stank on. Yeah, yeah stank on. But I'm man. I'm gonna tell you. You also need to listen to the Run the Jewels uh, with her on that. That's that's my song. Yeah, right that, yeah. that's Gangsta it. Right Boo there. was dope. She killing it. That. But my thing is, I think that we, type of female archetype has been done t- to death. Done well. Yeah, and it's been well. It's taken over. Like I said, because American culture, once it got a chance to get its hands on the Jezebel and the Bucks, it went ahead and said, "This is it." It's all. And I don't you. have a problem. It's the same thing. Think about my it. Bad. I, it's the, my I want you to think about this. What we saying about women rappers and how they got that they image on that the vixen or whatever. That's the same thing that happened with the way they erased the thoughtful rapper, thoughtful black male rapper. They erased him when NWA, when they were able to get NWA in there and Tupac cemented it with Thug Life. I mean, it, it came in hard with niggas, uh, niggas with attitude. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, uh oh, we got something here. These are the new rock and roll guys. They're, they're you know, uh, dangerous black guys. You know how we like to watch them on the news and be scared of them. Well, now we can be entertained by them too, right? Well, you move forward. And then that allows people to slum. You move forward and you get to the point where you um, you got Tupac who puts a lot more thought into it. And then he creates this whole notion of thug life. But what happened to all of the other guys? What happened to the intelligent hoodlums? What happened to, you know, the Chuck D's, all these other people? You get, after then, after a while, you got a generation like, oh, nigga, don't be preaching. Don't be trying to save the world. Don't be, oh, you go. I'm like, you idiot. I'm like, what? I'm like, I mean, dude, you got to have all sides of a coin. And all, that, you know. And that is an important thing you just said. Yeah. Because. I want motherfuckers to understand we're not saying that Cardi B should not have won. Yeah. That archetype, there's nothing wrong with celebrating that archetype and that type yeah, exactly, of Yeah, exactly, because it's, it's, it's sexual empowerment cool. for women. Give them all, all the awards that, that you want to yeah, exactly. give them. I support that. I'll give them awards too. Yeah. So let's keep that going. Yes. But it's got to be parody too. Yeah. It can't be one side. 
we can't throw all the awards at the Cardi B types, but then the Rhapsody type doesn't get an award. They don't because they, they both don't. have to be exactly. rewarded an award. And that, that's it. That's it. But you got to remember, like not I said, trying to take an award from Cardi and give it to Rhapsody. I'm saying let's give them both. But see, because tr- it has to be that pair. But see, the problem is that's 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 been the biggest problem because, like I said, after you hit a certain point, like Ti was told by his label he can't do a complete positive album. Too short was told brings, by his lady brings me to my next guy that he point. couldn't do it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you gotta think about it. that's that's just the way they've set the system up, basically. When it comes to you know artists and stuff like that, and you know putting their stuff out. What you think about Ti making that diss record to Floyd? You know, um, for those motherfuckers living under a goddamn rock, Floyd Mayweather got dissed by Ti. Uh, uh, Ti wrote a song by the name of Fuck, Fuck Nigga. Yeah. Disrespecting Floyd Mayweather because Floyd Mayweather won't uh, boycott Gucci. Gucci, and they also have history because apparently Floyd Mayweather's uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather fucked Tiny or was doing something with Tiny. Some well, shit. Was, I don't know how true that is or isn't. I really don't care. Yeah, but they they got some history. There was even video where Ti tried to fight Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, so they got history outside of the fact that Floyd is supporting Gucci and Ti thinks he shouldn't support because they put on the whole blackface turtleneck situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the song came out. What what you feel about all that shit, Fred? Well, did I set that up properly? Yes, you did. Okay. And, and my thing is with. T.I. and Floyd, I don't even think it's about Gucci as much as it's a chance for T.I. to really go at Floyd because of their past history. Um, I mean, the whole thing with Floyd and the whole Gucci thing, a lot of people weighed in on it one way or another. Floyd Floyd had his people write because he didn't write this shit himself. Come on, man. Floyd, come on. Uh, He had his people write this whole thing about how people are spur of the moment boycotting stuff. And how he ain't gonna spoil the moment, boycott some, and people how you know people just jumping on the sensationalism bandwagon. And I mean, hell, I don't wear no goddamn Gucci no way. So I, it, shit didn't bother me one way or another because I don't wear your shit no way. But when you look at um, you know what was going on, Floyd Mayweather is a villain. He makes money. He's kind of like what in hip hop back in the day when the real rock saying. She became that girl that everybody hated because she was that in your face, yo, the neck spinning girl back in the day when all the other girls were trying to be, hi, my name is Cookie and I write the rhymes. But she was coming in being, uh-uh, like, I'll, man, I'll punch you in your face. You know what I'm saying? So she was that girl. So people started disliking her. You see what I'm saying? And they used to come to just boo her or just whatever, harass, really harass her back in the day. And she learned that she was getting more people coming to just mess with her, just like in pro wrestling. A heel you know what i'm saying so she learned to kind of be like a heel you see what i'm saying because she was doing songs like i'll take your man and all this other stuff mm-hmm. right so at the end of the day that's what floyd mayweather is floyd knows how to work the crowd to get the money i ain't trying to say that he's trying to be deep political or anything like that and i don't think the situation with ti even though ti does has been doing a lot of stuff in the community and he was the dude that spoke up on Kanye's album the ant the, the, the anesthesis of what Kanye was trying to prove and his nonsense foolishness. T.I. has been doing that for a while, but I think this situation with T.I. goes beyond Gucci and is more so about that bad blood between the two. This is like an old enemy stepping up, playing a role, and that gave T.I. opening to strike at it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. I mean, t- I'm gonna be up real with you about one thing. 
T.I. need to go and let that thing stay. I mean, I love T.I. I love what T.I. doing for the community. I think T.I. always been a solid ass dude. I put him on a real my real ass dude list with Joey Cartagena and stuff. Cause T.I. will fight you. You know, he will fight you. He he'll do all this other shit. T.I. ain't no wimp. He ain't no sucker. He a real nigga through. He a and real through. ass nigga through and through. But you don't be messing around with boxes if you're trying to pull a hand. <laughs> because I ain't trying to say be scared of the dude or nothing. But like Floyd Mayweather said, I fight for a living. That's why I say he fight for a living. That's what he does. I mean, it's like guys and stepped out of the octagon and got their ass beat. You know, T.I. So, got a Napoleon you know, complex. Uh, no, 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 you know what the fuck I'm trying. Yeah, to Napoleon say. complex. He has a Napoleon complex. Excuse me for that moment of of blindum. Even though I'm a bald head nigga, but yeah, he 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 a little nigga who who has to kind of overcompensate sometimes, and that's not a diss. The nigga just really a, a little nigga with a, with a big heart. Yeah, that's a great thing actually. Yeah, um, yeah, but he dissed Floyd Mayweather for his continued support of Gucci. Yeah, my wallet, my wallet boycotted Gucci from the beginning because Ti feels like black people should band together and. Uh, discontinue their support of Gucci after the whole blackface turtleneck controversy because that's what it looked like to me. I saw the pictures. It looked like a turtleneck. You pull over your lower half of your face, and the lower half, and it, it it causes the lower half of your face to look like Mr. Popo from fucking Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Ti is like, hey niggas, we need to band together and not support them. And you got motherfuckers like Kodak Black and 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 um. Floyd Mayweather still rocking with him. I would agree with Ti. We don't need to support that shit no more, man. We don't need to put our money into people who don't give a fuck see, of us this, and make a mockery of us. And this is what I this goes. So back I to appreciate I, him dissing Floyd Mayweather for that shit. I, I appreciate that, but and also I'm gonna point out one more thing. But he did it, like you said. Yep. He already had some shit some with bad Floyd. Blood with that anything shit. Floyd could have did anything. Yeah. And he would have been on his ass. Yeah. Exactly. This was just a perfect opportunity. Exactly. Now, and one thing I would also like to add. And to I the still whole, like Floyd. This doesn't make me like Floyd any less. It's, it's, he's just a villain. It's contradictory as that, you know, may sound coming from me. Because on one hand, I'm saying, T.I. should have dissed him. On the other hand, I'm saying, I like Floyd. Well, shit. I fuck with both of them. I, I just think Floyd is one of the greatest villains since Bill and Beers. It's basically. Uh, he gets yeah. to Bill and Beer lifetime. He ain't a villain like villain. he used to be. Yeah, he tr- but he, you know, he's still in there. Yeah, he is in there. Though. He in the, he in the, he in the, he get the Bills Bill and Bills lifetime achievement award for villainy. Now, sports villainy. Uh, now, what I was saying is one thing. Just like I was saying about the Grammys earlier, one thing I would like to say is, you know, I never bought Gucci, but one thing I can honestly tell people, yeah, I can't boycott some shit I can't afford. That's what I, yeah, I'm like, you know, and even if I, you know, even when I'm not spending no money on that, I, I'm just not spending my money on that shit. I mean, it's not that I couldn't buy it, but I ain't gonna buy it. Now I'm gonna tell you that right there, cause that's just some dumb shit to me. Yeah, but I leave to each his own. But um, at the end of the day, if you want something else, we need to start creating some stuff, and then you need to start supporting those black designers. You know what I'm saying? And make them popular again, cause like black folks are quick. It's just like how we mess around with music. And how we almost run people out of music way too soon, especially I think in hip hop. Prada even had Jigaboo yeah. keychains. Yeah, they did. Like they, they did. So that one motherfuckers spend all the time in the goddamn world making fun of us and basically saying "fuck you," and we keep pouring our money in. Exactly. And then you complain and try to make them stop because you. It's like, please stop being hurtful to me so I can keep giving you money. Please, I'm gonna stop for a minute and then I'm gonna start giving you money I don't have again. 
And you know, and all these people are saying, I can afford this. I'm like, please, you'll have that Gucci shit on one minute, next minute, don't know how you finna pay your rent. That's a lot of folks. You know what I'm saying? I'm just 100% with it. I ain't got no red carpet and all this other shit to go to, for real. I'm a real dude. You know what I'm saying? And even if I did, I can find another designer to wear if I want to do that. And, you know, I just don't see the use of it. You know what I'm saying? I don't see the whole allure of it. I mean, and I, you know, I like to dress, but I'm like, some shit is just people doing the most. You feel me? So it's the same way I say I feel like people twist themselves out of shape to do stupid stuff. I get it, being a clothes horse. Some people being clothes horses. If that's your addiction, you know what I'm saying? If that's the thing to get you by, you like fine designer clothes, whatever. Do what you do. But my big thing is, if we want difference, you got to go ahead and put it out there. That's why when even before Kanye started putting on the MAGA hats, what was he doing? Oh, Adidas or all these other companies, they locking me out. They locking me out. They ain't let me in the fashion world. They, you know, they just a black thing. They locking me out. I'm like, dude, you Kanye West, start a fashion label. Why ain't you doing that? I mean, are you that afraid to just be a black label? I mean, they're literally still selling cross colors and Carl Kanai in Japan. Those are like high-end items in Japan. You feel me? But yet and still over here, get caught with a, 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 a car canine shirt on. Dudes up here be trying to crack on you. And they can't afford their own rent. You feel me? And they can't afford their own rent. I mean. yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Yeah, that it ain't. You're not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we in the Bay Area in this yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. How you feel about the song? I like the song. The song is I think it's one of the smoothest, most yeah. laid back yeah. diss songs I've ever heard. Yeah. Like yeah. it's really... It, when you think of this song, you think of aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, that shit was just smooth. You could ride in the goddamn Cadillac. Yeah, and and and, and go to the shot house and get you a glass of Crown Royal or some uh, or some yak. Yeah, and just listen to that diss record as yeah. you chill. That's like the most chill diss record I've ever heard. I like it. I like the song, man. Yeah, I, I, I fuck with it. Yeah, it's a solid effort. Like I said, the thing is with Ti, I would really wish he would just kind of do his own label, and I want to see what he fully do himself. You feel me? Um, Grand Hustle, that's his, right? Yeah, it's a vanity label. That's a vanity label. That's, that's all the niggas really gonna ever do is vanity label. Exactly. Now I, I'm just talking about where he can just record his own shit. A lot of these dudes aren't built to beat up the executives to to like actually cultivate other artists because they never really, you know what I'm saying? They don't really bring in artists. They need like a Rick Rubin or a Dame Dash or somebody like that to put their ear to the street and bring in some talent. You see what I'm saying? Because they'll they'll mess around and be like Russell Simmons and they'll be trying to sign, make full force bigger than Run DMC. You feel me? And you got Run DMC. Like, he wasn't even paying attention to his own uh, brother. You know what I'm saying? It Mm -hmm. took Rick Rubin and them to, like, sign LL Cool J and all these other guys. You know what I'm saying? He would have been sitting up here trying to get the money bag crew. You know, like, he'd be like, hey, man. Money bag gangster. Jeff, Jeff Jam would be garbage. But it took guys that actually were artists. See, this goes back to our artisan thing. Rick Rubin is an artist. He's an artist at heart. Making music, writing music, bringing out stuff. That's what he does. So he sits back as a hermit, has grown a long beard. You know what I'm saying? Sits in his studio and cooks up heat. That's what he does. See what I'm saying? And he knows when you got the guy. It. it. You see what I'm saying? And he knows how to work, kind of work work with people on stuff. That's, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of these guys who are businessmen. I'm going to say Jay-Z got a 10 ear. A lot of these guys got a 10 ear when it comes to talent. Because you got to remember, he didn't even want Kanye. Speaking of Jay-Z, what is it? He beat Kanye West for the most Grammys with 20 oh, wins. Did he tie it or beat it? I think he beat Jay. He beat um, Kanye. Uh-oh. Jay-Z beat out Kanye Uh-oh. with his 21st. 
Grammy, which makes him the most Grammy winningest hip hop motherfucker of all time. Yeah. Uh oh. Now, 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 now. Uh, Kanye gonna be at the house crying. I know. Right? He gonna be losing his mind. He already losing his mind about Drake. You ain't got the answers, Jay Z. I gotta come back out. I'm finna drop this album. I'm gonna call it MAGA. And niggas <laughs> need to be in slavery for the rest of eternity. Because it was a choice. Exactly. Now, I think my labor deal is slavery, and that's not a choice. Let me off it. But anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what he's actually doing with EMI. He's fighting them, Tom, and this is like slavery. I'm like, you mean that choice? But uh, yeah, that's, I mean, Jay Z is proving. I'm not a person who believes in the whole GOAT theory. All this other stuff Because I'm like Everything is subjective When it comes to personal Whatever But as far as a guy That's becoming More and more synonymous And consistent In hip hop He's he's one of the most Consistent ass dudes That has checked off Every level He's checked off Every level I mean What else do you gotta win Like In this song What more can I say This dude That mess around He didn't he, This nigga That battle a big L on the underground DMX On the underground then With Biggie and them He's been like On the underground With the with the, the bottom You know what I'm saying And got respect Then Rose up to the tops Of the tops Got respect Did the numbers You know what I'm saying Then did commercial shit Then won Grammys I'm like I don't know what else to say Like this dude That did it all he done did it all. So it's like you can't nobody has checked off all them boxes. I don't know anybody who's checked those all those boxes off and you will say I totally respect them because they've checked off all those boxes. He, you know, because you you pull up somebody be like, oh well, this person about Kanye ain't battled nobody, not for real, for real. He ain't battled our soul. And like underground. Now he even had some beat battles, right? Uh, yeah, what if it's such that that is. Whatever that means. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, in the grand scheme of that was a recent thing. Beat battles are like kinda like, you know what I'm saying? They were like a, a after the fact phenomenon. You just don't like that man. You shitting on that man. Well no, he just, he just never was like he he came straight on the scene fully developed. And by fully developed, I mean he came on the scene um and like took that backpack style and took all that other stuff style and brought it mainstream, which is a good thing. And Kanye is one of the most uh, one of the best like put to put together an album producers that's they ever been you know what I'm saying he knows how to put together an album he knows how to take pieces from here and pieces from there and make a cohesive unit you may not like the sound that he does sometimes but that dude knows how to make that thing cohesive mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying and he'll get all the people in the room and do it so he can hit t- the producer in him that's what he's masterful at and he used to put on great stage shows with the big production numbers and you know what I'm saying? And very artistic dude. He's a very artistic dude with a huge personality and a huge yeah. ego. And so that's what he is, but Jay-Z has checked off every level. Like he's done it, he's done it on that underground level where only the purists dare speak. You know, like I'm talking about, you know how Big Pun was going there and was destroying people. If if Jay-Z was a sports franchise. He's the Patriots. He would be either the Patriots or the Yankees. Yeah, he's and the Patriots. I want to say the Yankees. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Yankees. He's something I like that. I want to say the Yankees. This dude just consistent. He just show up. You hate him. Like people hate him. They're like, I just hope he lose. I don't like his teeth. You know, they be talking. Be like, damn man, you don't like a man's teeth. Damn. 
So it's like you know they just like they just hate everything about the dude. But he goes in. He's one at like you said. He's one at every, every level. level of the game. Jay Z is one of my favorite rappers. One of my favorite moguls. Then went out my favorite the- entrepreneur. He wins. He yeah. got the baddest bitch. That what I said. Best music. Yeah. When got he, his own company. When he was backpacking, he was the, the best. Yeah. When he was when he went mainstream, he was the best. Yeah. Forbes. Like he can't make a misstep when it comes to music and business and entrepreneurship and mogulism. Yeah. If that's even a fucking word. Yeah, he, he's doing it all. And his wife is Beyonce. Yeah. Jay-Z's winning, man. Jay Z's winning. He's done. Do it. I prefer his music from the first blueprint on back more? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I prefer reasonable doubt and all that. With that more. being said, but the nigga ain't never been. But he's whack. already checked it off. He ain't he never gave been whack. Me reasonable doubt. And I tell people, look at this. This nigga gave me reasonable doubt. That is a backpack underground album. If you want to break it down that way, you look at them bars. You gotta break it down. That you way. gotta break it down that way. Because that's most the approach of, he took. He took a backpack approach. Yeah, and then he, he watered it down. There is no album. alternative. There's that's no alternative. what it's a backpack album. And he, and he gave me one of the pop albums that, like, with the hard knock life on it, that, that was a blueprint for a pop album. How a respectable pop hip hop. He gave album. you the blueprint. Then he gave you the blueprint. He gave you the blueprint, and then was cocky enough to name the album the blueprint. The blueprint. Yep. And killed it. And KRS already had an album called Blueprint. Yeah. But anyway, we ain't talking about Nas right now. We're talking about Jay Z. Jay Z is a successful motherfucker. Twenty one Grammys. Yep. The most winningest hip hop artist of all time at the Grammys. <laughs> you just made me laugh because I just thought about Kanye and Nas. They stole that that cover from Noah the Flood. Like on that last album, that last album cover he did. He said Jay Z had an album called The Blueprint, right? I mean, KRS had an album called The Blueprint. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like now they somebody if somebody was dissing Nas was like you took that dude's whole daggum cover and a beat, stop it. You be like stop. Which Nas is doing good too. He's oh Nas is doing great. So like, but he's doing great. But like Jay Z checked and off. He ain't boxes. doing Jay Z great. Exactly. Jay Z just checked off all the boxes. Jay Z is what he that dude that came in like if if Jay Z was a movie star you just had to say put this dude down he doing too much. If he actually did acting. But see, he's too much of an introvert, and that's not his whole lane. He's laid back, you know, type dude. But, man, that dude has checked off. He, he's the guy that came through and checked off every box. And you just got to be like, bro, I, I am not a GOAT guy, but that dude, he checked off every box. Most consecutive number one uh, uh, albums. Yep. Uh, most Grammys in hip-hop. Um, one of the most highest... Selling artists of all time, not just hip hop. Yeah. Like, hell, I can spit out, I can make up stats, and he probably broke that record yeah, or exactly. made that record. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that nigga's done everything you can fucking do, man. You yep. can run down a litany of shit he mm-hmm. has just accomplished, man. It's yep. amazing, really. It's amazing. And then his last solo album, because you're only as good as your last. 444 four, four was just as sharp. And four four and it showed just and it showed showed you how to be a grown man. And when he comes out, when Jay drops an album, the culture pays attention. He's he he actually drops albums and people look up. My nigga say, "I'm not black. I'm OJ." Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Field nigga. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. Yeah. I'm a house nigga. I shine cutlery. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's yep. hard as yep. fuck. Yeah. yeah. I do something, something with a butler's be. Yeah. That nigga went the fuck off on yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, bro. yeah, man. Come on, man. Yeah, man. My soul. Yeah, the uh, Nina Simone samples yep, in there. Yep. 
with the OJ animated yep. video to accompany that no, shit. Yeah, no, Which I, when I first saw that video, I thought it was fan made. But I'm yeah. like, that's an official video. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's sick. And no, I, and no ID, uh, no ID. Yeah. Jay Z is at the point. I wanted him to do this sooner, but yeah. better late than never. Exactly. Jay Z is at the point where he got so much money and fame and clout and clout and success that he can make the most hip hop boom bap album ever. Yep. He doesn't have to worry about um, making an album that's palatable for the masses. Yep. He doesn't have to make an album that garners a certain amount of money because he don't need money. Exactly. So now he can just paint that Basquiat-esque portrait yep. and put it out to the world and be like, I just wanted to make it. I really don't give a fuck if it's sale or not. I'm not really worried about the, the salesmanship of it. So when you don't, you can make art at its highest level when you're not worried about how much it's going to sell. Yeah. And Jay-Z has so much money that that's no longer a factor. He doesn't have to worry about charting, selling the most albums, or even making money off his albums. The only, He's at the point where it's like, I'm just going to make this good-ass hip-hop, put it out. I don't need the money, so I don't have the pressure of trying to, 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 to recoup or make sure that the label uh, um, has a successful album for me. Yep. I'm just going to put out some dope shit. When when your when your when your love is something that you don't have to depend on financially, that's it. It tends to work out better. Exactly. That's it. And and that's what four forty four sounds like. That's it. Four 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 four. He's that that's what four forty four. That sounded weird when I said it, but that's what four 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 sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Just a good ass album. He uh. And did, I love it. The fact they need to make uh, a lot of money doing it. Yep. And he, and I feel I love the way he's kind of. He's gone into artistry. He's, I love that. I hope he keeps going. With that being said, I did not listen to that Jay Z and Beyonce, the Carters album. I, I, I knew that album wasn't for me. I mean, I, cause see, I'm not a I'm not a big. I heard it was either. dope. I just wasn't attracted to it. But I, I would. That's why I say. That's why I said I didn't listen to it either, cause it wasn't for me. I mean, I'm not a. The beehive is gonna come and get me. Uh, I'm not. They gonna kill your motherfucking I'm ass. I'm dead, man. I'm dead. That's why we ain't on Twitter. The beehive like rip motherfuckers apart limb by limb while they- turning those limbs up and drinking the blood from the corpse yeah. and decapitated heads of their victims. Yes. In a when they let out a war cry of hatred and and pleasure at the same time. That that's them while screaming, beehive motherfucker. Yes, I don't that, know what I'm talking about. That, but I, I they actually do that. I mean, the Candyman saw them and screamed because uh, that's you know that's that's the real beehive. He just got bees coming from him. So exactly, exactly. So like my big thing is like I, I don't know like I know people gonna hate me for this, but I I've never been on Beyonce like this. I wasn't her audience. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm real weird with my R&B. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not big on like shiny pop R&B as much unless it's like Luther Vandross and them. Um, so I, I, I prefer soulful and more thoughtful R&B. Uh, when you start throwing in the dance dance elements and stuff like that, it's okay, but it really kind of just doesn't really resonate with me as well. So, and then like a lot of her anthems were like geared just more toward like you know the single ladies and all this other stuff. It's kind of like okay, that's a cute. You're not song. her audience. Yeah, exactly. I'm just not her audience. Like you know, most of the even LGBT- though I did like um, the B Day album. I did like the album with the song Me, Myself, and I on it. And I did like the um, 
doing ratchet Beyonce album. Yeah, you don't uh, that had partition me, on it. What you call it, fierce or whatever? Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce. Yeah. Well, which which one was that? What I singles was the, on that? that? I don't think that was on. That's the ratchet album. I liked it then. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. ain't gonna lie, I like that shit. Oh, yeah, see, I'm not even a Beyonce fan, but that shit was going hard, man. But see, I just never, like I said, I guess you guys are doing way better than me because I, I just never. That, that's just not my lane, you know what I'm saying? It's me like, myself and I was one of my favorite Beyonce songs. Yeah. Because like I forgot. Because I find out I'm gonna be my own best friend, me myself and I. That shit was dope. Yeah, yeah. I'm singing Beyonce songs on the grown ass man hip hop show. <laughs> hey, he's doing better than me. I While can't, watching I can't, the UFC in the background. I can't. Worker. I can't even name Beyonce songs. That's what's scary. Beside the top ten. I can't even name them. The motherfuckers talented, you know. Oh, they talented. They I'm just, not her I'm audience, not but yeah, when yeah, I when I, I do peek my head in and look yeah. in on the Beyonce show and festivities, yeah, I, I like what I see. Yeah, you know? well, see, my I like her as an entertainer. I think she's an awesome, amazing entertainer. I think she puts on an amazing show. I think she's very artistically sound. She really cares about what she does. Um, I just it's just and not. She got a big ass, don't she? Not for me, I, but I you know I like I was Kelly Rowland there. Oh. You, okay, you that guy. Yeah, I like Kelly Rowland too, but some niggas just throw out Kelly Rowland just to be no rebellious. I'm and, not rebellious. And, and I've always that was that was my thing, just to be an alternative nigga. No, I just I hear niggas say that all the time. Beyonce is beautiful, but I like Kelly Rowland more. I'm not saying that I don't like Kelly Rowland. I like Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland is fine. I eat that pussy. I beat that pussy up from the back if I was ever so lucky to do so. Of course, but some niggas just rebel against the whole Beyonce thing. They want to be different, so oh, they no. say Kelly Rowland. Oh, no, you just you just stretching to be different right now, Fred. That's nah, all that is. Nah, I just I don't know. I just never. I, I never. fuck them both. Let me say that for the record. Yes, yes. Th- these things are not going to be denied. Like I'm not I'm not throwing any of them out. I'm not gonna be weird like uh, um, what's his name, CeeLo, who did that song uh, Jay Z's girl, which was just odd. You know Jesse's girl that song. I wish I had Jesse's girl. That more did. See, I'm trying to get his ass assassinated. Yeah, ain't he? I wish I had Jesse, Jay Z's girl. <laughs> Where do you find a woman like that? That nigga, that, I ain't like, never heard that song. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you supposed to write that, send that shit to Jay Z, and tell him to rap on it. Tell him to that, make this your song. You need to do this on the album. That nigga see talk he, about he, He's a goody mob boy. I guess that nigga, that nigga don't give a fuck. He's one of them gangster goody mob niggas. He's like, listen here, let me tell you something. Y'all talk about the fact that Big Boy performed at the Super Bowl. Fuck them niggas. I want to perform at the Super Bowl. You sound like a dude from uh, the Boondocks. Nigga. Rapping. Stink meaner. You yeah. sound more like stink meaner. Exactly. Uh, uh, like, I want to perform at the Super Bowl. Nigga. Nigga. Bitch ass nigga. What you gonna do now? You been talking all that good shit a week ago. <laughs> you talking all that good. That nigga there catch you slipping. He gonna take advantage <laughs> of you. Oh, yeah. He ready. He gonna, he, he he gonna, gonna stay ready. Yeah, that's right. That dude is that man. I'm telling you, Stink Meaning was a man. But yeah, but that, that, that's pretty much it. I um, Yeah, I, I never gave that album a listen. I don't, I don't think I will because it's just not. You feel me? It's not for me. I, you know, I just can't. Some... I just haven't had good rap R&B album mixtures that just kind of like really blew my mind. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's kind of like it for me. I'm just kind of like, eh. No, I haven't heard so many. I don't know. When it comes to R&B, I guess I'm just sleeping under a fucking rock. But if you don't want to talk about shit else, I don't want to talk about shit else. This has been another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show 
with your boy, Fred Freeze. And we out this bitch, grown folk. Not a kid no more. Nah. I think it's time to grow. Yeah. Homie, you better know. Tell you me. know it's time to grow. Uh, way up, 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 way up, 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 way up, up, up. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast? What?